You are about to embark on a journey. A journey where your worst fears become reality. A journey where hell is not below us, but amongst us. Don't be afraid, relax, and take a seat while I open the box of horrors. Horror Story Junkies, hello and welcome back to Box of Horrors. My name is Israel Johnson and I'm your host. I can't believe it's already 30 episodes. That means it's been 30 weeks since I've had this show. A lot has changed. Not really, but it felt right to say that. (laughs) Um, I've been reading a lot of stories that I wouldn't have had been reading if I didn't have this podcast. So... It's a great outlet to catch up on my reading, even though I'm so busy. So it's always nice that I can have this uh, outlet to read stories and stuff and just catch up on things I wouldn't have had time to catch up on. So anyway, today we're going to be reading a story by Darcy Coates from Small, what is it? Small Horrors. The uh, story is about a woman who buys a house and begins to hear sounds coming from the crawl space. This story is going to be, let's see, it's titled The Resident. So let's uh, go ahead and check this one out. I'll see you guys at the end. Allie shifted the crowbar to her left hand as she glanced up and down the length of the plywood boards covering the space below her home. The crawl space had been boarded up since before Allie bought the property. The real estate agent had said it would make an excellent storage space though, and with another five months until the weather would be warm enough to work in her garden, Allie figured she might as well put the storage space to use and clear up her yard. Allie approached one of the plywood boards and pressed the tip of her crowbar into the narrow gap above. The wood had discolored from years of exposure to the weather, but it had held up surprisingly well. It groaned, creaked, and cracked as Allie forced the gap wider. Then it broke free with a loud snap. She pulled the board away and threw it aside, leaving a two-foot opening into the crawl space. She dropped the crowbar and picked up the torch she'd sat on the porch. Allie angled the harsh white beam into the space below. It was larger than she'd expected, while only a three-foot high gap was visible from the outside. The ground dipped just past the entrance, creating nearly enough room for a person to stand upright. It was hard to see with only a small circle of light, but there seemed to be items already stored in the space below her home. She saw something that looked like a broken chair, as well as a pile of bags nestled into the corner. The house's support pillars blocked much of her view, and Allie, with a final glance at the garden, lowered herself into the crawl space. It was a tight fit through the plywood hole, but just beyond, the ground dropped away and she was able to move forward when she crouched. The air was much cooler than outside, 
A smell dirty, musty, and decayed hung in the air. Allie pressed her sleeve over her nose to block out the stench and moved toward the plastic bags. They were all sealed, but several had split down the side. They looked as though they were filled with garbage. Did the previous owners seriously leave their trash down here? Allie poked at one of the split bags with her foot, and rags fell out. They looked as if they'd once been clothes, but had been worn down until holes developed and seams broke, making them unwearable. Under the clothes were broken plates and cups and bent cutlery. A quiet scratching noise disturbed her, and Allie turned in time to see a rat scamper out of her torch's light to hide behind. A mattress? Allie approached the lumpy shape, trying to breathe through her mouth as much as possible. The mattress had broken down, and several of its springs poked through the fabric. But strangely enough, someone seemed to have patched it with rags, similar to the ones in the bags. It was pressed against one of the support pillars, which had hid it from view of Allie's hole in the plywood. Beyond the mattress, a handmade shelf stood propped against the wall. Allie moved toward it, then jumped as her foot hit something, sending it clattering across the dirt. She turned the torch down and saw empty tins, dozens of them littering the ground. A voice in the back of Allie's head had started to panic. It was telling her to get out and get out fast, but curiosity compelled her towards the shelf. She cast her light over the odd collection arranged on the wooden boards, a plate, a cup, a spoon, a fork, and a knife. Next to them sat two candle stubs burnt down to their bases. On the shelf below stood a strange assortment of toys, a doll too filthy for use, a pool toy that had lost almost all of its bright paint, and a coloring book propped upright as though it were an art display. Allie reached towards it gingerly and pulled the cover back. The pages inside had been colored so thoroughly and so vigorously that she couldn't see a single inch of white paper. It was almost as though its owner had been over the same pages dozens of times. Even so, the coloring was crude and in many cases the artist hadn't even tried to stay within the lines. The final item on the shelf was a Polaroid camera. It reminded Allie of the camera she'd inherited from her grandfather. She thought she'd still had it in storage somewhere, though she hadn't seen it in years. Nausea was rising in Allie's stomach. She turned towards the crawl space's exit and froze. A series of Polaroid photos were stuck to the pillar beside the mattress. They were clumsy and often blurry but it was impossible for Allie to mistake the subject. The photos were of her. Some showed her digging in her yard. That must have been months ago, when I planted the garden. And others were of her leaving the house and locking the door behind herself. A final series stuck in place, of pride near the mattress's head, had been taken through her bedroom window and showed Allie asleep in her bed. In the closest photo, Allie wore the pajamas she'd purchased just a week previously. Allie's hand rose to cover her mouth. She turned towards the square of light in the plywood wall, her escape.
and inhaled sharply, a person, or something that resembled a person, stood in the light. His face was strangely sagged, as though his body had been sucked dry. His eyes bugged out of his head with a terrific intensity. Limp hair ran down to frame his cheeks, which housed an unnaturally large mouth. Then his mouth opened, splitting into a smile as the batteries in Ali's light died. All right, that was the the resident. That was awesome. I was expecting to, um, I was expecting in the story that there was probably just gonna be like a body or something. Um, like maybe a dead body in the mattress or some other some other thing. But the Polaroid part caught me by surprise I wasn't expecting that and I'm sure Allie herself wasn't expecting to see some disfigured man standing behind her in the crawl space very cool story uh, small horrors Darcy Coates you can get the book on Amazon there's about 50 short stories in that collection yeah so that's that that's the podcast we'll see you next week on box of horrors see you next time